My God, time is marching on, and I pray and I hope that you are taking advantage of every moment, taking advantage of every opportunity that is set before you. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages on Tuesday. This is our Bible class service, our worship service is Sundays at 8 a.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Acts of the Holy Ghost, what God is doing. You know, that's the most important thing that each of us need to know, and that is, what is God doing? And it's in his word. His word has outlined it, and it's telling us exactly what's going on. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold with the church. The best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. I learned that a long time ago, and I applied it to my life, and it has made a difference. The best way to face opposition, no matter how you might feel, you know, sometimes you're feeling a certain way, you just really, you have, you have choice words that you may have thought of at the moment, but I'm telling you, if you back off and think about the wisdom and knowledge of God, it will make a difference. Be obedient to what God is saying. We're taking this year with purpose, I hope you are too. Uh, you know, whatever your goal is, whatever your natural goal is, my prayer is that you accomplish that. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God and to man, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We can apply that in both our natural and our spiritual lives as we should. And, you know, your spiritual goal. What is your spiritual goal? You know, what is it that you want to do for the kingdom of God? What is it you want to do to help establish, you know, truth, to help establish a knowledge that the kingdom of God is near? What is it that you want to do that is going to help uh, someone be saved? What is it that you're looking forward to doing that you're going to implement, that you're going to dig into and see how to carry it out and, you know, and make things happen. You know, the Lord has given us talents. The Bible said that he gave um, uh, one talent, he gave another five, he gave another 10. You, you ought to go back and read that. God has given us abilities, he's given us blessings, he's given us knowledge and know-how to do some things. And certainly God is not taking uh, that structure from us. It's just that we change teams. We get on a winning team instead of a losing team. We get on a team that's not going to be bound, but change and spend. We get on a winning team. And so with that being said, I want to direct your attention into the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Ezekiel 37. And we're going to go into the word of God. Uh, but first, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and ask that you bless those that are listening, those that are uh, present, those that are on their way. I ask that you bless them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, touch, Lord God, the increase. We thank you for the increase. We thank you for enlarging our borders. Lord God, we bless your name, Savior, for all that you have done. We bless your name for that which you are going to do. Lord God, we just pray and ask for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord Jesus, as you enlarge, Lord Jesus, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, what to say, how to say it, when to say it, Lord. 
We pray and ask for your wisdom, Lord God, your help, Lord God, in going in and out among your people. Father, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are faithful, those that are obedient. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would stir up the mind of those that are not for the saving of their souls. Father, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body, those that are listening, Lord Jesus, that uh, would be in service but cannot be. Ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, for their heart, you know their heart, Lord God. Lord, I pray and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would, uh, Lord God, continue to, to open up our understanding in your word. Lord God, most of all, help us to apply your word to our lives. Lord Jesus, as you have instructed us, Lord Jesus, that if we live, if we apply them, if we keep your commandments, then we shall live in them. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Ezekiel 37, uh, 3, I'm going to start reading at the third verse, and um, I have a few scriptures. I'm going to give some scriptures to you right now uh, so that you can write it down, and I'm saying it slowly. I'm going to give you the scriptures right now so that you can write them down. So that gave you a little time to look around and grab a pen and a piece of paper uh, but I have some scriptures, and uh, I want these scriptures. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask uh, uh, the sister; she just arrived at service. Uh, to at the end, I'm going to ask you to read these scriptures out loud. Uh, uh, and so that is Joel two twenty eight thirty two. That's 28 through 32. 1 Corinthians 9 and 26. And 1 John 4, 2 through 4. And don't need you to turn there now. We're in Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Uh, so, but you, you need to, I just want you to make note of that because we're going to be reading those scriptures later uh, on. Now, I don't want you to go ahead of me. I want you to stay with me. And so Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, and solicit your prayers. There's a lot of activity going on. We're in, uh, at, this is Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is P-Town, uh, California. And right now there is a lot of activity going on. And so there is a, is a time for intercessory prayer. So I want you to be prayerful. Uh, because just like in our neighborhood, your neighborhood, and other neighborhoods, there is activity that sometimes uh, blows up. And therefore, you get, I call them Christmas lights. You get the cars coming down the street with the red and blue Christmas lights on them. Uh, you know, and so we just pray that everything turns out all right. Uh, and that they are peacemakers. And bless our peacemakers. And not hellions, but peacemakers. And so whoever did something wrong, that they that they stop whatever they're doing and that no lives are lost. Listen, the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, beginning at verse 30, at verse 3 through 4. And we're taking our time. I'm taking my time going through the word of God because uh, we don't, there's no need, one, to, to rush through. Because the Bible said, in all you're getting, get a understanding. And all you're getting, get an understanding. And, and that's, and again, that's in our, not just our spiritual, but our natural. 
you know, I'm sitting down and I'm reading a book. I've read it before. I'm rereading it just to make sure that I have a good understanding of what I'm supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to be done. I'm not going to get it all in one in one jam session, you know, cramming. That don't work for everybody. As a matter of fact, it may not work for the majority. It may only work for a few, but I, I'm not one of those few. And so it takes some time to get understanding so that you can apply things correctly. And so the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, I believe that everyone may have it right now. Uh, for those of you that are listening, those someone may be driving, someone may be at work, but they're listening. God bless you. Wherever you are in your, your place right now, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, for those that will catch this later, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in even later or re-listening. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't take anything for granted. And I'm here. My job is to help you prepare uh, for your ministry, help you prepare for whatever work you have in assisting whatever ministry you're assisting with, and most of all, to be saved. At the end of the day, you're saved to be saved. The Bible tells us uh, in Ezekiel, the beginning at the third verse of that 37th chapter, and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Again, he, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, we, we know from verse one and two that the Lord had spoke to him and given him a vision, took him away in the spirit and showed him a valley of bones. And his observation, because God, he didn't just see the valley, but God took him around. Took him, and I'm, I'm going to say it like this. He took him by the hand and showed him. Look, he wanted him to get a clear vision of what the valley contained. And so he said the bones were very dry. Now, my thought in this, and you may have a different thought, but, you know, but my thought in this is that it looked and it felt and smelled uh, bad, you know. And now the scripture didn't say that because the bones were very dry. And so they have a, a even a mirror uh, yeah, because your situation, you know, sometimes we get in our situations and, and, and we say, man, it looked bad, it feel bad, it smell bad. You know, and we, we put it like that. These bones were as dry as a pack of Kool-Aid. These bones were very dry. And the Lord asked him, son of man, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can they live? Now, if, you, if you've been following, you know a little bit about Ezekiel now. You know a little bit about this individual. He's, he's like you and me. Uh, he dealt with some things that made him feel a certain way, like you and me. 
uh, he had vision, he, he heard and experienced things that he did not fully understand like you and like we do. He, he was no different than us. There was nothing special about him. Uh, he had a relationship that had been nurtured with the Lord. Are you nurturing your relationship with God? Are you nurturing your relationship? It's all right not to understand everything. You're not going to understand everything. Uh, some things come with time. When the disciples were with Jesus Christ, the Bible said that he breathed on them and told them to receive the Holy Ghost. But it was not until the day of Pentecost that they received it. Uh, he, he blessed them, opened their understanding, but they did not fully understand everything that he was spoken had spoken to them until the other side of the cross. So there are some things that you're not going to understand. There are certain things that I don't understand that I, I Lord, you help me to understand. But until I get understand it, I'm going to walk in obedience to your word. And I'm going to walk in obedience after I get understanding too. And so, like Ezekiel, uh, he dealt with some things. And he felt a certain way from time to time. And he had to uh, channel his feelings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might feel something and it may be painful. But you have to channel those feelings. You have to remember what uh, uh, I believe just recently said that you have to... Uh, uh, compartmentalize. You know, you have to put things, the pain and the suffering in the right place and, and leave it there. You have to follow the way. Deal with it another day. Deal with it another time, but not at that moment. Because there's something else that's bigger. You know, we need to think about what's bigger, what's larger. Uh, because we're so caught up into the little things uh, it's that we begin to major in the minor yeah, how we begin to major in those minor things, and we need to leave those things alone. Uh, the Lord took him, he took Ezekiel to a mountaintop to see the bones and the river uh, running by the bones. Is that right? By the students? My ears are open now. I don't hear anybody saying anything. But the Lord took him to the mountaintop to see the bones and the river running by the bones. Hmm. All right, I'll continue on. And so uh, something, you know, uh, there are some things that we, that we see, some things that we hear, some things that we deal with. And certainly we need to know the truth. We need to know. We need to know what's going on. We need to know what's happening. Now, so that I don't mess anybody up, no, the Lord did not take him to the mountaintop to see the bones. I had already said at the beginning uh, that the Lord took him, as we have read in the scripture, uh, to the valley and showed him. Uh, showed him that uh, he was in the valley and took him around the valley, not on the mountaintop, and there was no running river by it. The bones were very dry. Something, uh, some things we like dry. Uh, we like chips. You know, I, I, I was kind of a little hungry, so I bought some chips uh, today uh, before arriving at the church. And, um, you know, certainly we like hot cornbread. Uh, you know, everybody likes 
that, you know, it's, uh, we like it to be dry, not lumpy, not gumpy, but a good pan of cornbread or some hot, something we can dip in or even smother with gravy. Some, you know, some things we like to be dry until we're ready to add some moisture to it. Even when you pour milk into a bowl, you try to eat, uh, you try to eat the, you know, the Reese's peanut butter cereal, you know, that, that's, of course, that's something I like. Uh, before it becomes soggy. So you only want a certain point of moisture, but uh, you know, there are some things you, you do like to, to remain a little dry. However, this was not the situation. No one I, I, I know watches a basketball game or football with a dry attitude. Even if your team is losing, uh, you know, you, you try to maintain a, a, a attitude that even, uh, you know, you, you get all moist, uh, you know, in other words, you become demonstrative even when your team is losing, you know, like the Titans and, you know, well, I'm picking on somebody now, but anyway, listen, neither do we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord as if it was a sand sandwich. We come into the house of God to bring something that is not dry. Uh, you know, sand sandwich, you can imagine how dry that is. Husbands, wives, friends, when you're in your right mind, a spontaneousness adds moisture into the relationship. And, and so uh, the Lord is about to do something here, and he asked him a question. Can these bones live? And he answered and said, Lord God, thou knowest. You have made a complete observation. This is Ezekiel. Ezekiel, you've made a complete observation. What is your assessment? I think it's safe to say that Ezekiel's knowledge was as limited as yours and mine. He's made a complete assessment. He saw, you know, that these bones are very uh, dry. Uh, this was not a trick question, but something used to get his attention. Sometimes things are shown to us or said to us to get our attention, just like, you know, the, uh, Ezekiel was on the mountaintop looking at the bones that was next to it. It's to get, the, to get your attention. People may blurt things out. They may blurt things out intentionally or it may bubble up and escape, but it was meant to get your attention, whether it was positive or negative. But don't let it uh, overwhelm you. Matter of fact, when people blurt things out and say something that is negative, uh, to, you know, uh, oops, I slipped, I didn't mean to do that. No, you did mean to do it. The Bible said it's not what goes in a man that defiles him. Is what comes out of him. So when someone curse at you and say, oops, I didn't mean, yes, you did. Let's not lie about it. You did. It was in your heart, and that's why it came out. Uh, I didn't mean to tell you that, say that. Yes, you did. It was in your heart, and it bubbled up and came out. You know, my, my godmother used to say that the truth will always bubble. It's like an air bubble. No matter how you suppress it, no matter how you push it down, it's going to rise up. It's going to come out. And so whatever's in you, so when people blurt things out intentionally or it bubbles up and it, it escapes, it was meant to get your attention, it could have been something good. 
It doesn't always have to be something bad, but you need to make note of it and, uh, and enable, use it to enable you to make a well-formed decision about the relationship and or the situation. Ezekiel knew who he was speaking with and gave a very wise response. He said, Lord, oh Lord, the exact, thou knowest. You know better than I do. You know, I found that through, through the scripture many places where the where questions that were asked to the individual and they responded back with, Lord, you know. You know. Very wise uh, statement. Because he does know. He does know that how the bones looked. He knew how the bones felt. Uh, he knew whatever odor, uh, in this case, the odor was dry. And he began to, as dry as Kool-Aid, you, you know, you're not going to just take some Kool-Aid and pour it in your mouth. Please, well, let me, let me change that because I believe growing up that <laughs> uh, there were some of us that did some things with the Kool-Aid, you know, and, and so, but normally a natural situation you would not take the kool-aid as bitter as it was before adding sugar and water and pour it into your mouth that was not the ideal but you know what a lot of candies and a lot of different things have been made from uh, our creativity creativity with chips creativity and all of a sudden you see it packaged and being sold in the store uh, as a you know because of that ideal caught on the fourth verse says, again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen in the future. That's what prophesy is. Now, prophesy, uh, they, they say there's a difference between prophesy and prophecy, okay? Uh, they, they, in looking up the, the meaning of the difference of the words, it says that there's a difference between the two. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to talk about prophesy uh, tonight. And so prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen in the future. Now, I'm going to say this again because I need you to get this into your spirit. Prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen in your future. Okay? Your future. Prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen into your future. Let me, let me say it again to help somebody out. Prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen in your child's future. Mm -hmm. Prophesy means to speak a specific thing that will happen in the future. You, as a child of God, have the authority. Now, the reason I, I, I want to say it like this, because I, I, uh, the Bible tells us that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you're prophesying, saint or sinner, Mm -mm. If you prophesy, saint or sinner, if you're prophesying, if you're speaking those things 
Have you ever met somebody that, you know, we, we hear, um, uh, what are you, I, I'm, oh my gosh, okay, I'm trying to think of the, what you call, uh, motivational speakers, they are teaching people to think positive because such as a man thinketh, uh, are you with me? Such as a man thinketh, so is he. So you have to watch your thought process. Now, that emotional motivated speaker uh, got that from whoever he got it from. Uh, some will tell you they got it from the word of God. Others will say that they got it from some uh, philosophy. Some, uh, but let me tell you, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So it all, mm -hmm, listen, prophesy means to speak those things that are not the specific or specified things that will happen in the future. Uh, Romans 4, 16, 18 says, Therefore it is of faith that we that that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him who, whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead, God quickened the dead, and called those things that are not as though they were. God does that. My God. I, I want to go someplace with that. Uh, but I, I'm... I'm I just want you to know and understand something here that uh, God called those things that are not as though they were who against hope. God wasn't against hope, but the hope, Abraham, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which he was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Prophesy upon these bones. What are you doing when you prophesy? You are calling those things that are not as though they were. The woman with the issue of blood. Some of you are waiting for a prophet to come to your church. Some of you are waiting for a prophet to come and speak to you and tell you something. Uh, but listen, let me tell you something. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood said within herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. The woman with the issue of blood that had spent, that, had, that was broke, busted, uh, and, and uh, it looked, she looked, she felt, she smelled bad. But she talked to it. She talked to it. That's what we have to do. We have to talk to it. The situation was as dry as that pack of Kool-Aid. But she talked to it herself. And she prophesied to herself. No one else there in the crowd that was present prophesied, spoke a word over her life. She spoke to herself and said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. You need to fill your house with a positive word of prophecy. You need to fill your workspace with a positive word of prophecy. 
Fill your car. Fill your mind, body, and soul by calling those things that are not as though they were. What you place in the atmosphere is going to be there. You know how the atmosphere is. You ever walk into a room and, it, and you felt the tension? I, I think some of us that have been around a little while have. You walk into a, a children feel it. They walk into a room and, and know that there's been a massive argument going on and people are not happy. They can, they can feel it. The atmosphere changed. Because of what had been spoken, you need to place something in your atmosphere. This applies to the natural as well as the spiritual. Remember, preparation proceeds a blessing. So when you start to speak those things, then you start preparing for them. Uh-huh. You start preparing for them. You're not just saying and beating at the air. But you're preparing. Get mentally prepared. Get physically prepared. Get emotionally prepared for those things that are not as though they were. Even when, it, when it's hope against hope. When all odds are against you. When the dream is bigger than you are. When things are bigger than your resources or bigger than the people that you're working with, you still need to talk to them. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So what are you going to do? You're going to talk to it. You already talk about it with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You talk about it with others. You call your best friend. You talk about it with them. You call so-and-so, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, you know, and you talk to it with them. You already talk about it with yourselves. You tell others that it look, it feel, it smell, and you know, it's bad. But it's time that you talk to it. Talk to how it looks. Talk to how it feels. Talk to how it smells. It's not always going to look like this. You have to tell yourself that. And you have to tell others. It's not always going to feel this way. It may not seem like that at the moment. And you may not be able to fully grasp it. But if you start talking those things that are not as though they were, it's going to make a difference. It's time that you talk to it. Cornerstone was told that when you, uh, that you're going to walk in prophecy. You're going to prophesy every time you walk through the church doors. Mm -hmm. You're going to speak a prophecy. They know exactly what, what to occur. And if you walk in and you think about it, you remember what you did. Get up, go back out and do it and walk back in. You're going to prophesy every time you walk through the church doors. And in your obedience, you need to prophesy a blessing unto yourself. Whatever is on your mind, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you want to call into existence, 
you need to prophesy and start speaking those things. Now, at the end of your prayer, your prophecy, always bear in mind that, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Because we never want to ask anything outside the will of God. But I'm telling you this. Here's a key. That when you walk in obedience, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. When you walk in obedience, when you follow what's being, what you're instructed, it's important to make sure that you follow the instructions. Uh, don't think you got it. Make sure you have it and follow the instructions. Don't be like the Pope and want to change the words that the word that, that has been written in the word of God. Don't be like anyone else that want to extract or add to the word of God. Because the Bible plainly tells us that something will be added and extracted from you. But I want to line up with the word of God. So when I speak those things that are not as though they were, I know it's going to come to pass. I'm looking for it to happen. I'm looking for it. I have an expectation that every time I arrive uh, to, the, to the service, I'm looking and I'm anticipating new faces. I'm looking and anticipating new bodies, young, old, uh, situations, addicted, non-addicted, whatever the situation, but a soul that wants to be saved. You look and you call those things that are not as though they were. According to your abilities, then you can seal it with these words. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, you, you, really need to, you really need to hear that. Because I said you seal, you prophesy a blessing unto yourself. Seal it with these words. Hear the word of the Lord. Let me say that again for... For those of you that are really listening, for those of you that, that, that may have got it, and for those of you that didn't get it, the Lord told Ezekiel, he said, he said, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, do what? Hear the word of the Lord. These bones and I'm doing my best not to get ahead of myself here, but these were dry bones. Now, some of you chicken devourers that are listening and, and uh, 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 <laughs> those that, that like eating beef, pork, all that, you know, that know how to suck the bone dry and, and clean, you know, you know that bone does not have anything left on it. These bones did not have anything... How can the bones hear the word of the Lord? Your situation may seem impossible, but you tell it, hear the word of the Lord. Your situation may be as dry as that pack of Kool-Aid, but you're going to tell it to do what? Hear the word of the Lord. Ezekiel could have prophesied but there was something about him uh, when the Lord told him to say to the bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
That was a game changer right there. Thank you, Jesus. That made a difference to the, to the words that he had spoken. He may have had power. He may have had favor with God. He certainly had visions and heard the word of God. But when he told those dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You need to tell, as you prophesy, now church, I'm giving you, the Bible said, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you loose, uh, bind will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth is going to be loose in heaven. I'm giving you something this evening. This is for the obedient. Prophesy unto yourself a blessing. And then seal it with these words. Hear the word of the Lord. That is a direct command to the situation to obey what you said. When Ezekiel heard those words and was told to repeat those words, everything had to listen. Every place that he pointed his voice had to obey what he was saying because he said, Hear the word of the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Everything had to move. Everything had to line up and hear what God was saying because the command had been given. The situation made audible by your voice, your voice, the tool that God is using. Bless you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop with that. But you prophesy. You prophesy. Don't be quick because it don't come to pass. So think about it. Lord, what do I want? Oh, my God. Lord, hmm. I'm going to prophesy. Lord, I've been obedient to your word. I've been faithful to Lord Jesus and pastor said to when we come into church, prophesy. Lord, thank you for the souls that are entering in. Now he's saying prophesy to yourself a blessing because of your obedience. Continue obedience. Continue obedience. Continuation is a continuation. It's not that I obeyed once, no, I'm continuing. And when you prophesy, you say, Hear the words of the Lord. I'm going to stop with that. We'll be back on next Tuesday. More to come from Ezekiel as the Lord Terry. But I want to say something tonight. I want to stir up your pure minds. There are things happening around us. There are things happening around you that you are not aware of. You're not aware of certain images. There are certain images of different things that have uh, passed by you that you just did not see. You didn't catch it. You might have thought it was some somebody had made a t-shirt or you know, I was holding up a design of some sort and you know, and you didn't know what it was, but it was an image of something that 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 represented more than what you could imagine.
it's been on your favorite media channel displayed in on episode statements that you even hear and immediately dismiss you may have heard a word that was that was that sounded as if it was announced incorrectly but it wasn't it was purposely said that way there are or there is a global connection that reaches uh, out and in and all around us. I want you to get close to God above everything. You need to get close to the Lord because there are things happening that you are not. We're so caught up in our little, in our block that we live in, our little place, you know, that we abode. But I'm telling you, there are things happening all around you that uh, that are within the scope of the word of God that you're not aware of. You see it, you're hearing it, but you're also dismissing it. You're, you're thinking it's a mistake that's being made and I'm, tonight I'm telling you it's not a mistake. Joel 2 and 28, I need you to read this loudly. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. You want to be a recipient of what Joel is speaking about. The Lord said that the last days when we're living in the close of time, Prophecies are going forth. The word of God is fulfilling, is unfolding, and is fulfilling all around us. And you want to be a recipient of the Holy Ghost. You want to be filled with God's spirit. You want to be obedient to his word. 1 Corinthians 9, 26, please. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fly, so fight I, not as one that breathes air. We're not running this race and, and swinging our arms wild. You ever, you ever seen two people fight and they just be twirling their arms? Nobody's hitting nothing. They just swinging their arms. And there's no direct punch. That's not us. God is very specific and we're walking a very narrow path uh, toward salvation to enter in and to hear his voice say well done good and faithful servant on that final moment now I'm, i may hear his voice say well done today but i need to make sure that i hear it on that final day and so we're strategic in what we're doing strategic in what we're saying not just up ministering the word of God, just trying, trying to sound good to folks and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not here to entertain you that way. I want to hold your attention, but I'm not trying to entertain you uh, so that you, oh, that was a good, he had a good hum going on and all of that. No, you need to be edified so that we, until we all come into the fullness of the statue of the man Christ Jesus. That's the whole purpose of ministry. There's no other purpose. There's no other reason so that we're saved by the foolishness of preaching. And that comes with a cost and a price. And so we're not, at least uh, this minister, this pastor is not beating at the air uh, unstrategically. 
not beating at the air without a target in mind. But you need to understand there are some things that are happening all around you. And I'm, I'm sounding the trumpet again tonight. First uh, John 4, 2 through 4, please. Though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judah and Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. That first John, first John four, two, four, two through four. Everything that is happening has meaning. You need to understand that. Things are not just happening haphazardly by coincidence. Things are happening and it has meaning to it. You have it? First John 4, 2 through 4. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist is doing what it does. It's against Christ. There's a whole society within society. And matter of fact, we even, we didn't touch on it, but we read about it even in the book of Ezekiel of how there was a society within the society within a society. So this is not something that's formed, uh, you know, but it has existed. And therefore it exists even today. And so I'm, I'm not going too far into this today, but I just want to bring about awareness to stir up your pure minds that things are happening and things are happening for a reason with a lot of meaning behind it. Now, I need you to get this because animals don't don't read the websites. Animals don't read the newspaper. You know, they might lay in front of the TV with you, you know, and stuff like that. But listen, they do know when there's a disaster pending. They do know when a tsunami or earthquake or something is about to take place and they got enough sense to run and hide. Are you running to hide? The Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it and are safe. So how about you? With all the signs and prophecy, how is it you don't know? You Bible students, church goers, there's a lot of things that are happening around us right now. That time permit, I'll go into it another day. But I want to stir up your pure minds. While we're getting the book of Ezekiel and whatever the Lord gives me to minister on Sunday, you know, or, or third, listen, your mind needs to be stirred. And don't walk this walk blindly. Don't walk this walk uh, because there's so much. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to let it go. That as children in the kingdom of God, just like there are things going on all around us, this is a time that God will show up and show his power in you. 
meaning that you, Peter walked right by souls that needed healing and they were healed at, his, at the very shadow of his passing. Paul took handkerchiefs and passed them out cloths from his body and people were healed. Now we've seen some of this in our day and time. We've seen this. My mother was a recipient of, 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 of such a healing and went and departed with gladness. She was ready to go to meet the Lord. She was happy. She was ecstatic. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, and, you know, I was not blessed to be present at that moment, but I was saw the Shekinah glory on her the day before she departed. And now there was a reason that I wasn't there, and, and it was a good reason, because, you know, we have a tendency to change people's minds. We have a, a, a tendency to to do things and you know people to hold on and suffer a little longer instead of uh, going on into the joy of the Lord but I, I need you to really stir up the pureness of your mind and know this that just like the Bible said and I'm going to give you the scripture and I'm going to stop with it the Bible says it like this where there is and a lot of sin there is more grace and that grace will be demonstrated through you God bless you. Uh, if I, I pray and I hope something, I, I hope that you have been blessed by what has been said this evening. Certainly continue to pray for me. This is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. And pray for me as I pray for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your Lord.